very controversial readings tonight. Lots of trouble on the horizon. So we'll consider only one, the first. In the first reading tonight, we hear the exhortation. Veger lo tohenu, velo tilchatsenu, ki gerim tohen, be'aretz mimitzrayim. You shall not abuse the sojourner, the alien, the stranger. You shall not do him wrong. For you yourselves were once aliens and strangers in the land of Egypt. It was Passover 1965. I was seven years old and listening for the first time. And at the end of the long table we were seated at in metal folding chairs, this is something that Jews and Catholics have in common. (laughs) Folding chairs that nobody can tolerate. And I remember being in a metal folding chair. I was seven years old. That's how torturous that experience was. And there were long folding tables, and at the end of the table was Rabbi Zimmerman, a storied rabbi with great reputation that endures to this day. And standing at the end of the table, I remember him being slight of stature, a very pensive facial expression, holding a book in his hands, which must have been the Haggadah, the book for Passover. And this is what I remember him saying. Tonight, we are all slaves in Egypt. And I believed him. Wholeheartedly believed him. Every word he said. And I remember being seated in that folding chair and wondering, this is what a slave does in Egypt, sits in a folding chair. (laughs) I remember this thought in my mind. Because I believed it was so. We were slaves in Egypt. We are being slowly and steadily conditioned in our society, presently, to fear dreadfully the stranger, the alien, the one unlike us. We're so fearful now that we attribute to the sojourner, the stranger, the alien, the visitor, we attribute to them a murderous condition, a 
fear for our very lives because this one, this stranger, this sojourner, this one unlike me could well be my end. And so we're conditioned to fear the outsider, the person who uh, represents a different place, a different culture, a different language, a different appearance, a different religion. This is the condition we are now living in, not only here in the United States, not by far. Canada, too. I know Canadians don't like me to say that. Canada, too. T-O-O. But in Canada, as well. Europe, all throughout Europe. Mexico. Mexico is being conditioned to fear aliens and and, uh, migrants from Central America. We're all fearful of the one coming from elsewhere. Scott and Leah and Avi and Becky and I, otherwise known as Granny and Papa, were in Italy this past summer, in Greve and Chianti in Tuscany, where uh, Scott and Leah were teaching in an opera program just outside of Florence. And uh, we went along, uh, Becky and I, uh, to take care of Avi, Aveline, our granddaughter. And that was magical, absolutely magical. It was also exhausting, (laughs) but I won't go into it. So toward the end of our weeks there, we were out at the grocery store and uh, went out to the car and there had a flat tire. And uh, so first I, scrounging around in the back of the car to get the pieces uh, together uh, to uh, change the tire. And uh, when I was faltering and failing, I used my trusty Italian cell phone to call on Scott, who was up the way at the school teaching, but had a break. He came down to help me, a musician and a clergyman. How many (laughs) does it take? And while we're fritz and fratzing around to put together the thing to put up the to get the tire, all of a sudden this young man Poof! Appears out of nowhere. He just seems to uh, pop into the scene. And there he is. No English. And in uh, Italian, Scott has a good amount of Italian, he insists on changing our... insists on changing the tire for us. No, he pushes us away and he's going to change the tire. Now, I know what you're thinking, because the same thought occurred to me. This is about... Right? Didn't you think that? 
Oh, you're shaming me. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to my pockets, you know. Do I have, do I have enough? And zing, zing, things on, think back in the back. Tires changed, big smile on his face. That's it. He's off. But first, he tells us he recognizes us. He works up in the vineyard where we were staying. And while he wasn't working for us, in other words, in the bed and breakfast uh, where we were, he was working on the vineyard. And uh, he was there with his young wife. These were two young people, probably in their mid-twenties, and uh, she great with child, uh, staying in what I would call a shack on the property, and uh, Muslim, uh, Muslim uh, immigrants, uh, very traditional. She's in the hijab, very traditional dress, and uh, big smile on his face, and that's it. He says, I, I recognized you from the vineyard. We're in town. We're, in, we're down in the city. And he recognized us in the parking lot, came over and helped us, and off he went, never, never made a gesture for a tip or anything else, just that, that inclination to assist someone in need. And boy, were Scott and I in need. So here was the immigrant, the alien, uh, poor, different culture, different appearance, different language, different religion, instant assist and help. Now, I would suggest to you that in another setting, I might have been fearful of this young man. In fact, I went to Cairo to give a series of lectures in Egypt, in Alexandria, and a former student of mine, a colleague, picked me up at the airport in Cairo. He first gave me instructions not to arrive with any Israeli Hebrew uh, stamps on my passport. I was coming through Israel to Egypt, and he said, make sure when you arrive in Israel that you have them separate all the stamps they give it to you on a separate sheet of paper. They understand why. You separate that from your, uh, from your passport. When you come to Egypt, you disappear those things. They must not be found anywhere. So I did exactly as he said. I arrived in Cairo. When he picked me up, he said, I want to take you somewhere. But he said, you must not speak. You must not say a word. Do not let your voice be heard. You stay silent. I want you to see something. And he took me to a uh, hookah shop with a bookstore attached to it. And he made sure that I was silent, didn't speak or be heard. And when we went in, he showed me the most virulent, horrifying, anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish propaganda I'd ever seen except in the uh, records of Nazi propaganda. And it was just wall after wall after wall of this hateful, horrible literature. It was frightening. 
And then we left there, and when we were a good distance from it, he said to me, I want you to know something. Most Egyptians do not believe any of this. But this is the official propaganda. See, we're created with an instinct to care for one another. We're created with a recognition of one another's dignity. We have an instinct within us to recognize a need and to care, to meet that need in another because we recognize our common humanity. We realize in one another that image of God and likeness of God which comes directly from Genesis, that we are created in God's image and likeness. That word image in the Jewish Greek of the New Testament is the word for a reflection in a mirror. And so we are the reflection of God in the world and we recognize that reflection, we recognize that image in one another and we have this innate in, uh, 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 instinct, if you will, to recognize a need and fulfill it because we see in the other a reflection of ourselves even as we are reflections of God. And so the scripture says, you're not to wrong the alien, do not abuse them, but rather recognize in each one our common humanity, our common image, which is God's image. And we are the reflection of that image in the world. But here is a, a mystery, God's image and likeness. How are we like God? Well, that young man who sprung to action when Scott and I were in need, that young Muslim man, that alien, that foreigner, that stranger, immediately recognized that need and offered the help that was needed at that moment and in that way was like God. God is our help in our time of need. And so God says, don't fear the alien. Don't uh, fear for your life in the face of one who is unlike you. He says, because if you wrong the alien, if you do wrong by the stranger, you don't have to worry about him killing you, God says. I'll kill you. That's what he said in the first reading. This is a very Jewish expression. You have to sort of understand it. Don't worry about him. I'll kill you. In other words, we fall short of God's ideal when we do wrong by the other. And so he says, Veger lo do not abuse the stranger. Velo til 
Hanu. Do not molest him. Because you too have been strangers. Strangers to God and strangers in the place that you or your ancestors came from. Instead, bless and you will be a blessing.